Welcome to the D-Shift Podcast, where we provide inspiration, motivation, and education to help you transition from the challenges of divorce to discover the freedom and ability to live life on your own terms. Are you ready? Let's get this shift started. Hello, and thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to listen to another episode of The D-Ship. Today, we are speaking with Angela Hall, and I met Angela actually at a women's retreat, and we spent three amazing days in North Carolina, really got to get to know this lady, and she does an amazing service for uh, business owners or entrepreneurs or people that just want to have a website or a, a digital presence. Is that a good way to say that, Angela? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm already just going. <laughs> so anyhow, I'd like to introduce you to Angela Hall, and she has her own company called That Helpful Chick, which I think is a really great name for a company. And um, tell us a little bit, Angela, about what you do and your area of expertise. Uh, so our business, I have a small team. We have about six uh, six gals on my team and a couple guys. Um and we help people with the back end of their business. So that can be anything from website, membership site, uh, CRM, email services, payment processors, video editing. I mean, the list goes on and on. Um, pretty much anything technical uh, that most people you know, struggle with and it makes their eyes gloss over and um, all that kind of stuff. Uh, so we, we help people create new pages on their website, become more automated, um, yeah, I just I love I love helping people um, overcome those technology challenges because uh, yeah. a lot of people feel like they they can't um, they're intimidated by the technology and um, I'm really good at teaching as well so I can do the work but I can also teach so um, I have some clients who want to learn how to do some stuff and I'm totally fine with that um, I really enjoy the the teaching part making the complicated simple. Um, yeah, yeah, and that's so valuable because um, I know for myself, and actually it was interesting, I was in a group the other day, and I heard a, a speaker say, women tend to want to do everything on their own or figure out the cheapest way to cut pennies, do it themselves, use, you know, just cobble stuff together and make it work. And this speaker was saying, I would much rather work with men because they'll just write you a check and say, do it for me. Whereas women are trying to, and, and I know that's a generalization, but I know I did that when I started my business. So mm-hmm. if I'd have had somebody like you who could do all that stuff for me, I mean, I would have literally saved probably 18 months of like pulling my hair out, trying to figure out how to tweak templates on website hosting platforms and all kinds of crazy stuff. So what do you think is the biggest obstacle that most entrepreneurs face let's say people that are just getting started so they ha- they don't really have an online presence or they're not they're not they don't have an e-commerce site or whatever what do you think is the biggest challenge that they face in getting things up and running uh i would say not just you know you don't know what you don't know and that's probably the biggest challenge like they 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 don't know what all for, okay, here's a good example for your website. Um, there's a particular way to lay out your website 
to be more, um, what's the word I'm looking for? More um, useful for a lack of a better term. That's not the one I was looking for, but anyway. Um, so when you first land on a web page, you want to engage people right away because they will leave. Like if they don't see what they're looking for right away, they're going to leave. So there's a way you can lay out your website um, to make sure that pertinent information is right up front as soon as they, we call it above the fold, old newspaper term. Right. Um, so without having to scroll, um, we want all that information to get them engaged right there. Um, so it's, it's just a matter of not knowing what you need um, and finding those right people to get the information from because you can, um, to coin a, a phrase from one of my clients, you can Google tube uh, all day long and you'll get piecemeal information. Like you'll get the pieces, but it doesn't always go in the order that you really need to follow it. Right. Um, so it's just very important to find those resources. So I'm a resource. Um, whether it's information or actually doing the work or recommending other people to do things that I don't know how to do. I have a nice little network of various other virtual assistant companies that do other services that I don't necessarily do. Um, so I think it's just not knowing what you don't, you know, you don't know what you don't know. Yeah, um, yeah. And you don't know what you get into either. And I've been on, you know, I've done these boot camp things where it's like, do a five-day boot camp and create your online course. Well, that's great, but then what the hell do you do with the course? Like, how do you get it on a platform? How do you automate it? How do you yeah. gamify it? How do you do all that kind of good stuff? Um, and, and that's just that's just one example. So when, when you're working with people, whether they're men or women, because I realize you work with all kinds of clients, um, do you find that there's – a specific misunderstanding they have about automation or about um, anything along those lines? Like, do you see common misunderstandings that people have that you really have to re-educate them on? Uh, I would say automation is a big one. Um, people don't realize uh, how important it is. So the more you can automate, which is always my goal with my clients, the more you can automate, the more time that frees you to do the things that make you money, the things that you love. So we want to get you as automated as possible. So one example would be you want to have a lead magnet on your website. So the lead magnet is I'm just, everybody's been on a website. You have a form where you put your name and your email in exchange for uh, some PDF or ebook or video or training or whatever. Um, and in the back end, what you want to automatically happen is they get an email telling them the next step, what, how to access it. And then you want follow-up emails, you know, um, because the, the money really is in the follow-up. So you want to make sure you're following up with people so you can automate all that if you have the right tools and systems in place. Um, so that's probably one of the things that I have that. And I'm, I have a couple other soapboxes, but I'll try not to get on those. Oh, <laughs> get on them. Go ahead. Share with us. <laughs> Uh, this one's a little bit more advanced, but once you have a website, one of my soapboxes is educating my clients about the difference between an image si file size and an image dimension. So if you have a lot of images on your website, 
and the file size is massive. I'm talking like one megabyte, two megabytes. That's going to eventually slow your website down, which affects your, your conversions. Because sure. if your website is loading slow, nobody wants to hang around. I'm, I don't. If I get on a website and it's taking forever to load, I'm going to go look for a different website. Simple yeah. as that. Yeah. So that's, yeah, that's another one of my big education pieces for my clients. <laughs> and it's like, I was amazed because I was reading something the other day about that website loading rate. And it's like, it's not even a second. If your website hasn't loaded, basically by the time they click the button, people just expect it should be loaded. And if it's not, especially on mobile devices. So, you know, you're, you've got to have that, what's that called? Responsive websites where they automatically display different stuff based on what type of screen is look the person is viewing it. Is that Right. You want it mobile responsive um, and it needs to load well on mobile as well as desktop. Um, and that there's so many ways to build a website nowadays. Um, but whatever platform you use, you want to make sure um, that it's mobile responsive. Me personally, I'm a WordPress gal. I like to build on WordPress websites. Um, but the, there are other options like Squarespace and Wix and Weebly and, um, and just, uh, and there are ways to, some people, like I personally, I'll design a site for desktop first, and then I'll look at mobile and make sure everything looks good on mobile. There's some people who design for mobile first, and it's just each web builder's um, preference. Uh, I just like working on the desktop version better. Right, right. First. <laughs> and I want to ask you about something that I really didn't know was a thing. Website styles, um, like what's cool today or what's cool five years ago looks really super dated today. Is that accurate that there's that big of a kind of evolution of what websites should look like? Uh, there is, but I will tell you that I'm not always one to follow trends. Technology, yes. If there's a, uh, a new tool that makes life easier, I'm all for it. I try new tools all the time so I can recommend to my clients. Um, but with web design, I always say function should uh, surpass um, features and, and, and the look of the site. I'm having trouble with words today. No, you do great. No, yeah. I, I know what you mean. Yeah. So the, the function, need, it needs to function first. Yeah. Uh, so without worrying, and it can still look good and function. You want to, um, but I, I've come across people who, well, I want it to do this fancy thing. I want this to swirl and this to fly in. And you could do that. Um, right. and it's still function. Um, but there's, yeah, just, you know, once I read that or once I heard that or read it or whatever I did, I started realizing that way back in the day when the inner, when the internet first became a thing, all the websites used to have those columns like a newspaper. Remember? Yeah. And now you don't see that anymore. It's more like a book when you open it. You know, when you see a web page, it's laid out more like a, a catalog or a book or more user-friendly, I guess, um, is a better way to put it. Yeah, we, we do want it to look nice. Um, but, like, function to me is most important. And your user experience, like, they shouldn't have to hunt to find, like, everything should be easy nav Navigation-wise, um, they can find everything that they are looking for. They have a menu across the top with everything, certain things above the fold, like I mentioned, so that they can access it quickly. Um, 
and the main thing is to get because there's another metric called a bounce rate um and so a typical bounce rate unfortunately for a lot of people is in the 80 to 90 percent which is horrible <laughs> can you just um, explain what bounce rate is just just in case people aren't familiar with that term so bounce rate is the amount of time that somebody spends on your website and if they come to your website and immediately leave they've bounced so if you have a high percentage of people who are just coming in and leaving that makes your bounce rate go up higher right you want a, a bounce rate um below 50 percent is decent that that would be a decent one but um the lower you get that bounce rate the better so so you want your content to keep people on the page, like read an article, spend some time reading an article or any other information on your website, um, which is another reason why it's important to have blogs. Um, a lot of people, um, they're, uh, well, people don't like to write in general. So now we have new softwares like ChatGPT that can help you. Right, um, right. But having fresh and new content on your website is really good. So that's the whole purpose of blogs is so that you can put regular new content on your website. And that helps with your SEO as well, having that new content. Because when you add new content to your website, Google, uh, the biggest search engine, they have these little bots that regularly crawl your websites for new content. And if you have new content, that you're regularly adding to your website that tells Google, okay, this site is still relevant. It's not old. It's not dated. There's new information all the time. Right. Um, so it can only help your website. And Google um, keeps track of all of this stuff. So bounce rate, um, uh, how many page clicks? Like, cause I know you can go, I can go into my Google analytics and I can see, if person A comes on, I can't see who person A is, but I can see person A came on and they looked at this page, this page, and this page in this one visit. And then it will even tell me if they are a person that has been on my website before so I can see who, how many new people are coming to my site and how many repeats I'm getting. Um, so it's actually the data is fascinating once you can get into it. It's really helpful. Oh, yeah. Uh, um it tells you like what, what pages they're visiting the most and you can look at those pages, especially if it's a blog, um, and take that content. So if you're getting a blog page that's visited a lot, then maybe you need to do another blog post about a similar topic. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a great tool. Yeah. It's, it's really, it's really fascinating. And the thing, the thing, the reason that I think that your information is so valuable to the listeners is because there's a lot of people out there that are thinking, I'd really like to turn my, I'd really like to maybe turn my side hustle into a real business now. Not, not that a side hustle isn't a real business, but maybe um, make that my primary source of income. And without a website, I know there's a lot of people that say, you don't need a website. Well, maybe you don't if you're Tony Robbins or if you're, uh, you know, I don't know who, um, who, Think of all the big department stores, nobody, or the big stores, nobody doesn't have a website. Does that make sense? Is that even English? Does that even make sense? But everybody has a website. So yeah, you don't have to have one, but how are people going to find you? Because I don't search Facebook when I'm looking for, you know, whatever I might be looking for online, a reflective dog collar. I was looking for one this morning. I don't go on Facebook and or YouTube and no. search. I go straight to Google. So yeah, 
Yeah. It's very, yeah, the web, your website is, needs to be the hub of your business. So, and then you're driving traffic from everywhere to your website because that's going to have all the information they need in one place. It's going to, they can buy directly, um, depending on what you're offering. They can fill out your contact form and get in touch with you. They can book a call if you have a scheduling calendar. Somebody can book a call with you. So a website is very, very important. And, you know, I mean, you mentioned Tony Robbins. Tony Robbins has tons of websites. I know he does. <laughs> so, I mean, everybody, you really do need a, you really do need a website. Um, and I don't know, I've been doing this for over 10 years and I, I can, when I first started, I didn't know anything about technology. I was like, build a website? Really? Can I do that? <laughs> right. And so I found a training and I learned and I keep learning. Like your website's never done. You never stop learning. Um, but it's, it's just a prod like with anything, if you can think back to any skill that you started to learn, you had to start somewhere. Like um, I used to crochet. I used to crochet a lot. Um, I put it down for a long time and I've just picked it back up. But it's been so long. I'm st- I'm going and watching the tutorials because it's been so long, right. and so I need to, I need to make sure I'm remembering those little steps. Um, so yeah, it's 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 not impossible. It's not as hard as people think. Um, and then there's some tasks you also want to um, when it comes to technology. There's going to be some stuff that you're going to want to learn, maybe. Maybe not. Um, and then they, as you're learning, you're going to discover things. Okay. No, I don't ever want to do that. So that's when you want to start looking at outsourcing. Um, and it doesn't have to be super expensive. Um, I can tell you I'm not the most expensive, but I'm definitely not the cheapest either. So if you're just starting out, I may not be the right fit for you, but it still could be a good opportunity for you to get on a call with me and I can maybe guide you in the right direction or some other resources that I have. Well, um, yeah, yeah. And that's that's one thing I was going to ask you is uh, because I know from personal experience, I did my own website and I got it up there and it was, it was decent. I mean, there was nothing wrong with it. I can't remember. I think I used lead pages and I set it up through their website thing. And it was part of the package I was using. And it, it, it wasn't a bad website. Like people said, that's a nice website. But it wasn't, like you said, it was simple little things in the layout. And when I actually hired somebody to do it for me and they tweaked a few things, I could I could literally see the change in those analytic numbers like within a week. So really investing and hiring a professional like yourself um, to do it, I think will save, in my opinion, saves you money because you're your money is your time when you're working for yourself. I mean, when you're your own boss, every hour, and you never spend an hour on a website, it's like a black hole of death. It sucks you in. Like, I've spent whole weekends trying to figure out how to get specific things to line up on a page. You get one thing lined up, you save it, and you go back, and it's moved again. So um, literally, if you looked at how many hours and your hourly rate and compare it to what like somebody like Angela would charge to do it. And it's perfect when you get it. It There's no glitches. Everything's running. It's worth the investment. Trust me. So Angela, if somebody wants to hire a VA and we're just about out of time, but if somebody wants to hire a virtual assistant service like yourself, what, what are some of the, the key things you 
you'd recommend if people have never tried to do this before? What should they look for? Uh, so one of the things when I'm on a call with a, a potential new client, I will suggest we start off with a small project. If they're, if they're hesitating now, 90% of my clients come through referrals. So they've already gotten a rave review from a, a, a current client. Um, but I do get every now and then someone just who found my website and booked a call. Um, and so I'll suggest, uh, why don't we start with a small project? We'll do a small project. We can get to know each other. You can see how I work and, um, and then decide at that point if it's something that you, you know, you want to go forward with. And there's so, there's so many different kinds of virtual assistants out there. So one thing I would emphasize is that a VA is an industry, not a job position. So a virtual assistant is a massive industry. You have admin VAs, you have social media VAs, you have technical VAs like myself, you have um, office um, online business managers, you have program, uh, what's the word, um, project managers yeah. um, of all kinds of different virtual assistants who offer different services. And you may even come across a, a VA who tells you they do everything. I'm not going to say they don't, but nobody is, is great at everything. So in my opinion, there's no such thing as a unicorn VA. Um, they might be able to do a little bit of everything, but they're, they gonna, they're going to have one area that they're an expert in. Yeah. For me, it's technology. Um, and so just be mindful of that. An interview, don't take the first person that you interview unless you really feel like it's a good fit from that, you know, initial call. Um, And ask other people, ask other people that you know who have a business, you know, who are you using um, for your uh, virtual assistant um, help? Yeah. Um, Ask them to refer people to you. Uh, That's the best way. I, I can't tell you how many times. I've had people come to me and their VA has just ghosted them. Yeah. And that just yeah. kills me. Like, so you really want to be, be cautious, get referrals from other people. And even when I'm hiring on my team, I will, and I'll reach out. I have a few groups that I'll go in that I, when I'm looking for new people and I'll have them make me a video and answer specific questions. So those questions will be different for everybody. But for me, I ask them questions like, you know, is your email box, you know, always full? Um, because I'm looking for someone who's going to take care of business. Like I don't have any unread emails in my inboxes, period. And yeah. but that's just, I'm looking for somebody who is detail oriented. And that's just one of the questions. And I want them to make a video for a couple of reasons. One, I want to see if they can figure out how to make me a video and send it to me. Um, so I want to see what kind of technical knowledge they have. And then I also want to see them verbally respond to my questions and see if they follow instructions. Yeah. So that's important. Um, so when you're looking to hire a VA, that's some of the things you want to do. Have specific instructions that they will follow. And if they don't follow all the instructions, don't hire them. Because if they can't take the few minutes that it takes to follow your the instructions that you've asked for then how are they going to work with you down the road and follow instructions? And, and I really like that you said start with a small project because a lot of times, like I've had VAs come and pitch 
pitch me to do services for me. And the first thing they want to do is redesign your website for $5,000. And you know what? I'm sorry. You turn over that money and you're not getting it back. (laughs) It's just you. So I, I like the idea of working on a small project and then evaluating it. Um, because I'm sure there's sometimes where there's just, I know for myself, I mean, I've had people work for me that I'm like, I really like them. They're a great person. They're whatever, but our chemistry just doesn't kind of match. So, or my expectations are different than their expectations. Not that that makes them good or bad, just not a good partnership. So yeah. Angela, so you have given us a ton of information and I think this is so timely, especially with so many people now going to online work, uh, or, or repurposing their, their in-person work to online work. So lots more people doing this. What do you think is the most important thing that we've talked about today that you'd like people to remember at the end of this conversation? If they're, if they're just transitioning into an online business, um, I would say, oh gosh, there's so many things. Uh, have that hub. So you want that central location where people could find you when they when they Google um, and do a, do a little um, research on SEO, which is search engine optimization. Because yeah, you can share your information as much as you want on Facebook or whatever, but you also want people to find you when they Google search for services. So there's lots of free training out there. There's free keyword tools. Um, so you can do a little SEO in the background to help yourself get found. But yeah, having that hub, um, I think is like the most important thing for a business. Thank you. That's so important. So Angela, if people want to reach out to you, have a, uh, you know, talk to you about working with you, what's the best way for them to get a hold of you? Uh, they can just go to my website, thathelpfulchick.com. Um, I have all kinds of links everywhere for booking a call. Um, and there's lots of useful information on there as well. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much. And thanks for sharing all your information. And it was great to see you again. And um, <laughs> so if, if you and, and I really want to encourage you, if you if you are thinking of setting out uh, setting up a website or moving into online work, please, you know, if you're interested in getting a virtual assistant or working with somebody, don't try to do everything on your own. It's it's a lot of work and not much reward at the end of the day. So. Um, thank you all for listening to this episode of the D shift and tune in next week where we'll have another guest expert. Thanks for listening and supporting the D shift podcast. If you would like to attend live trainings by our amazing guests and have a chance to ask questions and get answers from our experts, join the D shift crew for more details and to sign up, head on over to www.divorcecoachforwomen and click on the podcast page.